Hello and welcome into Empire Sports Talk. This is Max O'Neill alongside longtime friend in sales, Cam Wody. Um, he's not a longtime friend of sales. That was poor phrasing, but whatever. Let's jump into it. Um, welcome back, Cam. Yeah, excited to uh, to talk some college football. Let's go. Uh, and so today on the show, we're going to talk about all things college football, top five games of the season. Who's going to be this season? Cincinnati. Um, who do you think is going to disappoint this year? Give me your Heisman finalists, all of the above. Um, and so let's jump right into it here, Cam, with give me your top five games of the season. So I guess in no order, but, but maybe order of, of when they happen. Uh, I would say Ohio State and you'll like it Notre Dame to start the season off, I think is a, is a cool opening day game, uh, opening weekend game. Um, I'm sure you've seen all the, the, the notes around the point spread for the game. Yes. And how, uh, how Coach Freeman will be or has been using that for, uh, for motivation. Um, I saw a similar spread in, uh, I believe it was the Georgia game. Um, so, you know, I, I I think that'll be a cool game just because I think we all can agree that Ohio State is very, very good. But to have a top five team, too, in Notre Dame, at least to open the season, and to have it be at 17, is it 17 points? I believe it's, it's 17 uh, points. 17. It might have gone. Um, yeah, seventeen and a half points. That's a lot of points. So that's a lot of points. Um, I'll be curious not only just with the commotion around the spread, but also about uh, how Notre Dame responds, just because of uh, obviously new coach. You know, maybe not so much a new system, but um, what seems like a new a new time frame in, in Notre Dame football. So it'll be interesting to see how they play uh, a good Ohio state team. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, that game on Saturday. Obviously I've been looking forward to it for months. Um, I'm, you know, I, as a Notre Dame fan, I am kind of bounced back and forth to, between absolute blind confidence of Notre Dame's going to win by a hundred. It's going to be ridiculous or Notre Dame's and the, you know, other side of that of Notre Dame's going to lose by a hundred. It's going to be awful. Nothing will ever change. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. And you know, yeah. So we'll see what happens on Saturday night, but I am going to hammer the under Hmm. Notre Dame loses. It's going to be close. I understand. Give all the respect in the world to CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith, Najigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. and all those dudes because they're dudes, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a seventeen-point difference, yeah. um, but I don't see Ohio State losing, unfortunately. And I don't like to say that being a Michigan fan, but uh, the second game I have is Alabama Texas A and M on the uh, on the eighth of uh, of October. I think with all the drama too around uh, Saban's comment about Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M with all the NIL money, I think will be super interesting uh, again to see how they, uh, how they play out, especially being there in the SEC West. So um, it'll be, 
Yeah, that'll be an interesting game. Again, I think, you know, similar to, to Ohio State, Alabama is just that much better than every other team. But who knows? A&M has an unbelievable recruiting class and have signed some some transfers. So it, uh, you know, maybe maybe they pull off uh, an upset here. But um, but I don't uh, I, I don't see it happening, especially with um, you know, with the talent of, of Alabama, too. Yeah, I actually so we agree that the I think that in terms of our top five games of the year that Ohio State Notre Dame is number one. I differ from you in um, number two on the list and it could bounce back and forth. We'll see. But um I think it'll be interesting to watch Alabama, Texas. Who is Quinn Ewers? Mm. Like, I'm not saying who is he, but like, who is he? Can he live up to the hype? What can he do against Alabama? That's quite the test right off the jump, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, a good point, speaking of, of Ohio State before. Um, yeah, Texas is interesting. I think the Big 12 is interesting, too, because – they, you know, with all the changes, obviously Caleb Williams leaving Oklahoma and new coaching at Oklahoma, as well as yours at Texas and some promise at Baylor, the Big 12 uh, could have an interesting, uh, interesting season. But but moving out west, my third game I have is USC and Utah on uh, on the 15th. I, uh, I, I questioned in my notes is the is the Pacific coast conference back. And I don't, uh, I, I want to say no, but at the same time, I think USC and Utah are damn good football teams. And that, that to me is a, is a super interesting game, especially where they all ended up last year. I think whoever wins that game could potentially be a, a BCS team in the uh, in the final four there. So I um I, I have USC winning that game. I think USC is very good this year, but um I mean Utah showed some some big promise last year, especially with the the bowl game against Ohio State. Obviously, it was a, a not a blowout, but a, a high scoring affair. So uh, you never know. I think the schedules too in the you know, out there are, are not too difficult. Utah's only playing two top 25 teams, and, and one of them is USC. So if they can beat them and then end the season beating Oregon, they already had that seven ranking by them. You, know, you never know. And then USC ends with Notre Dame. So same same thing. Whoever wins that game, if they can win that final game of the season, I don't necessarily see them losing another game. So there's a chance you could have an undefeated, uh, you know, Pac-12 team uh, out in uh, or in the uh, in the BCS. Yeah, I think it could definitely happen. Um, I think that game would be fun, and I think I'm really interested to see what this new look USC team looks like. Like I will see. I mean, you know, I'm sure Caleb Williams will play well because. He uh, has experience in that offense. Um, of I'm forgetting the coach's name. Damn it. Um, whatever. Um, 
but you know they don't play really anybody good in week one it's they're not one of the big you know matchups of the week they're playing rice so they should blow out rice especially at the la coliseum um so i'm interested to see how usc does and i think that will be a big test i think their game against notre dame will be a big test but we'll know we'll know how both teams are and by that point because that's the last week of the season so yeah if you don't know by then you'll never know Um, but then uh coming back to for for game four coming back more central i had uh oklahoma and baylor and i think whoever wins that game will win the big 12 um i don't uh I think with the changes with, with uh, Texas going to the SEC and uh, uh, who's the other team? Why am I blanking on uh, the other team? Is it Oklahoma? Oklahoma is going to the SEC. Yeah. 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 So I think this will be an uh, game, you know, by Baylor, I think is very good. I don't know too much about Baylor, but again, we had just mentioned it. It was with Lincoln Riley going to USC. That's who it is moving there. Um, and obviously taking uh, Caleb Williams with him, it, um, it 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 changed a lot of things. Like like with Notre Dame, I think they lose. You know, when you lose Brian Kelly to LSU, and it uh, it's kind of like a slap in the face. So I think Oklahoma feels that, especially now you know, they're moving conferences. So I think this is kind of one of the last years they'll have to really make a statement. Um, and again, they could very well be a, a, you know, a New Year's Bowl. Very well could be. I think they'll be a New Year's Bowl team, but this Baylor game will be a good game to see how well they, uh, how well they play. Yeah, and I think another game on my list uh, is Week Two, Tennessee at Pitt. Obviously, Pitt lost a lot of pieces. You know, Kenny Pickett's a Pittsburgh Steeler now. Their leading wide receiver is a USC Trojan now. But I think Tennessee, and we'll get to surprise teams later, but I think Tennessee could be, you know, a very good team in the SEC this year. And so we'll see what happens with that game. Um, yeah, I like – I mean, I like Pitt's schedule. I, I think if they're going to – if they're going to make another run to win the ACC, then, yeah, I think they have to beat Tennessee. They have to beat West Virginia – you know, teams that are, are not – that are good but are not quite there yet. Virginia is another one. Miami at the end of the season. So it's – they – there are some games in there in which they'll need to to overcome, but I think Pitt is a better football team than every team they play. It's just a matter of if they, if they play up to that. Yeah. Um, so I- what um, – What's your uh, your final uh, final game? Final top five game. Um, I got BYU Oregon in week three. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know it's still early in the season. We'll see how BYU does. They're coming in ranked number twenty fifth in the country. Oregon's eleven. Oregon at this point in time should probably be one and one. I would assume if they lose to Georgia, which I think they will. Um, and then I think they have a cupcake in week two. Um, and so we'll see what that BYU. I'm more curious to see 
what BYU looks like than Oregon looks like because Notre Dame plays plays BYU this year, excuse me, um, in Vegas. But I think that'll be an interesting game to look at and see how both teams are doing. Yeah, no, I think that that is interesting. Um, I, uh, I mean, Oregon's a team that could very well interrupt the uh, the Pac-12 too. I know I talked about USC and Utah earlier, so I like that one. The final game that I have being a little biased is Michigan Ohio State. I think the how good Ohio State is this year. Michigan coming off uh, a great season last year is another. Uh, it, It'll be interesting to see how they play. Granted, again, it's at Ohio State this year, but Michigan really doesn't have that tough of a schedule. Michigan has an easy schedule. They really they easy. do, but again, it is it's the big tw- it's the uh, the Big Ten. So I think you open up with with four pretty easy wins in Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, and Maryland. Mm-hmm. I don't see them having any trouble. At Iowa could be a tough game. But other than that, they play Penn State at home, Michigan State at home, and then three easy teams in Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois. So if Michigan plays well against Iowa, I don't see them losing to Penn State at home or Michigan State, especially once they figure out their quarterback situation. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody expected Michigan to beat Ohio State last year, maybe last year more than any year. But um, I think, again, if they are able to pull off an upset, you could have an undefeated Michigan team in the uh, in the final four there. I agree. I I genuinely think if they can if I think the only game that should scare you as a Michigan fan, and the only one that I think they will all year really be projected to lose in the betting line is that Ohio State game. And so if they can survive that game, then I don't know if they – I'm not going to go so far as to say that they can survive Alabama, but they can certainly – but they certainly deserve to get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, it'll be – it'll be interesting, especially with – I mean, I think Ohio State and Alabama are locks, and, um, you know, we can talk later about a couple others. But, yeah, it it is tough. You know, a lot of it just matters on the – on – who's winning at what time. Um, but uh, but give me your top five uh, trap games. Um, and so I'm going to say that just, you know, I know I'm biased here for a second, but I think a huge trap game for Notre Dame specifically is – that game that they have um, against Syracuse on October 29th. Interesting. Because it's up in Syracuse. Syracuse is not projected to do anything really this year. And then they welcome Clemson in the next week. And then they will play Navy in Baltimore. And then Boston College. And then USC. So they finish with, you know, four tough games to the season. And so I think they can't sleep through that Syracuse game and expect and, you know, just look and prepare to play Clemson because Clemson's going to be good. We all know Clemson's going to be good. Probably. I know you disagree a little bit, but yeah. 
What's your uh, biggest trap game of the season? So I don't have a trap game, but I'm going to switch the first one to a trap team, and I think it'll be Miami. I think Miami's really good, and I think they have games against A&M, Texas A&M, Clemson, Pitt, and I think all those teams are vying for a, a New Year's a New Year's Bowl, and I think Miami could uh, could trip them up. I don't. I think Miami's kind of behind in the ACC, and you know Miami could lose a game to like UNC or, uh, or you know or going to Tech and lose, and they could lose another one at Virginia. So they could be a two three loss team, and then go and play Clemson and Pitt back to back weeks, and then beat them at the end of the season, and you know ruin Clemson's chances to go. So yeah. um, I'm going to take a trap team first in um, in Miami, um, okay. but uh, but sticking with the ACC, I think um, I, I think the the Clemson uh, the beginning of the ACC for Clemson there they go to Wake Forest. And then they play NC State, and I think that Wake Forest game, I don't know when Sam Hartman will be back, if he'll be back this year. And that's a big blow for Wake Forest, and I don't necessarily expect him to be back for you know, the fourth game of the season for them, uh, for Wake Forest. But I think Clemson comes in there. They're going to Wake, quarterbacks out. They have NC State the next day or the next week, which I think will decide the ACC. So I think uh, they could go in and, and Wake Forest could make some noise and uh, and beat, uh, beat Clemson there. So that'll be pick number two for me. Okay, I like that one. Um, I'm going to say another big trap game is uh, Texas A&M for Alabama. Because um, we always know Jimbo – has Alabama's number for some reason he's able to you know do what he wants with Alabama as you alluded to earlier and spoke about earlier it, you got that drama you got all that stuff um it's the week after they play Arkansas the week um before they play Tennessee who again I'm really high on this season um and so I think that could be big. I think another one, I'm sorry, um, for um, Alabama that could be a trap game a little bit, like a first half trap game, let's say, is going to be Austin P. Um, at the end of the season. They play Ole Miss, Austin P. Auburn. And so – especially if Auburn is having a pretty good year, you know, and they get into the top 25, top 15, I think Austin P could be a pretty big trap game for Alabama. Not that they're going to lose because, you know, I think they're going to smack the crap out of almost everybody this season, if not everybody this season. But yeah, I mean, you know, it bothered me when, um, when, uh, Nick Saban said the other day that last season was a uh, rebuilding year for them. Did you hear that? Yeah. Don't you wish a loss in the national championship game for Michigan could classify as a rebuilding year? For Michigan or uh, or Bama? No, like as a Michigan fan, don't you wish that you could oh, say oh, gotcha. a rebuilding year we lost in the national championship game? 
Yeah. I mean, I, that's just, I think, typical Saban. Yeah. So, um, what's your next uh, trap game on the schedule? Yeah, so my next trap game, and I'm going to – I originally was thinking it, it was going to be Notre Dame for Ohio State um, because just opening up the season, Ohio State has huge expectations. But I'm going to switch that up, and I'm going to go when they play Iowa at home. I think Iowa's always good and always a tough team, and they got a break. Um, they got a two-week break by week after they play at Michigan State, which I think will be a, a fun game to watch. And I think coming off that long break, then having a relatively, I think, the easier part of their schedule with with Penn State, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, and then obviously Michigan. But I think coming back after that break and then having to deal with Iowa could potentially be a trap game. And if they lose that game to Iowa, then I, I don't – that would uh, – I think that would completely knock them out of, of contention. Where is it? Uh, it's home for Ohio State. Okay, so that should help yeah. them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think it'll be – I mean, if you – to lose at home to a, a okay Iowa team, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see um, see what happens. Yeah. I definitely don't think that Iowa is going to be as good this season as they were last season or years before. I think they lost a lot to the draft. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I agree. Um, but still, I think it's always uh, – it's a Big Ten. It's always tough to uh, – it's tough every uh, – it's like the SEC. Every every conference game is super tough. Yeah. There's no, uh, no easy games unless you're playing like Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess Nebraska this year. Who knows? I, I was going to say um, – just to pre jump ahead for two seconds that um, a surprising team of the year was going to be Nebraska. And then I saw them completely collapse in Dublin last Saturday against Northwestern. And so they are uh, off my list now. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good showing. Uh, I don't think the game was necessarily coached well either from Scott Frost, but um yeah not a not a good game yeah he's but, uh his seat's very hot right now needless to say yeah yeah absolutely so uh what's your final uh final trap game of the season my final trap game of the season is uh when the miami hurricanes go to georgia tech because in the next two weeks after that um Miami finishes with at Clemson and then home for Pitt. Um, and they play Florida State the week before. So it's you're gonna be jack, you're gonna be jacked up for that game. It's a rivalry game in Miami at Hard Rock. You're gonna be jacked up for that one. Florida State might be okay this season. We'll see. But nobody expects anything out of Georgia Tech except for that um Sea Lion. Um and, you know, you're going to be looking ahead to Clemson, especially if you're undefeated at that point in the season or one loss. You're going to be looking ahead to Clemson. And so I think Georgia Tech could jump up and get you if you're looking past them there. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a good one. And speaking of Georgia, not Georgia Tech, but uh, but I'll take the Georgia there. I think the Kentucky game for Georgia is going to be a trap game. I think Kentucky's really good. I think they could finish atop the SEC East. And uh, I think other, you know, Georgia doesn't play Alabama. So it, the whole focus for them is to make it through the regular season undefeated and play in the, uh, the SEC championship game. But I think, you know, coming off a national championship, they don't have a particularly tough schedule. They, I mean, they do play Oregon. They play South Carolina now. Spencer Rattler's there, so you never know. Uh, I don't – I mean, Auburn I don't think is great this year. Missouri I don't think is great. Florida I don't think is great. So after the Oregon game, their next true tough test is, is Kentucky. And I think being that it's so far late in the season, that's a game you can't lose just because of what we've seen. And uh, I think that could be a tough game for Georgia to uh, to overcome and, and battle through because uh, they still have Georgia Tech the next weekend. Yeah. So we'll see um, what Georgia does. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um yeah, Oregon's going to be tough, but then I don't think they really they have a tough game again until maybe Florida in the uh in Jacksonville in the um what's that rivalry called? It's called the uh cocktail party or something. Um and I think it's super clutch for them that they don't have to face Alabama until they get to Atlanta at the end of the season should they get that far obviously. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um and so now we're gonna move on here to uh the surprise teams of the year. Who's gonna be this year's Cincinnati? Who's gonna be this year's UTSA? Um and so who you got, uh Kim? So I, I might be taking an easy way out here, but I'm gonna say USC. I think you are. I think uh you know, I'll come up with a uh, a better one here in a second, but uh, I'm super high on USC with the, the transfers and Lincoln Riley's offense and what has traditionally been the last couple of years of bad Pac-12. So I think they're going to have a great year. I think the way Desmond Ritter played last year, Caleb Williams plays, and they are my – they're going to be my Cincinnati. I wouldn't call them a surprise team. I'll let you, you know, give your uh, your pick for a surprise team, uh, and then I'll come up with a a big surprise team. But um, but yeah, they'll they'll they're who I'm picking. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, I know I you know sound like a broken record here a little bit, but I think Tennessee is my surprise team of the year. I'm not going to say that they're going to make the college football playoff like Cincinnati. But I haven't seen, you know, them getting a lot of hype um, this summer. And I like Josh Heupel a lot as a coach. They went seven and six last season, you know, one year after all of the, you know, paying the player scandals and everything. So I'm high on Josh Heupel as a coach. I think Hendon Hooker is a sleeper quarterback in terms is a sleeper Heisman finalist, I would go so far as to say. Um, I think Byron Young, who had five and a half sacks and 11 and a half tackles for lost last year, 
He's one of the best defensive players in the entire country. Um, and so I'm going to say that Tennessee makes a New Year's Six Bowl. Wow. Okay. I'm New going Year's that far. Six Bowl for, for Tennessee. I'm going that far. All right. That um... – so you think they're going to win? They're going to beat. Uh, they're going to beat a legit team. Okay, interesting. So I'll give you then my my biggest surprise team. I don't think this team's going to make a New Year's Six bowl, but I think they make a good bowl game, and it's going to be Kansas State. I think the again Big Twelve is not great. I think Kansas State could very well have some games in which they could uh, could complete an upset. I think between Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma, the ranked teams they play now, they could very well be one of those teams or even two of those teams. I think if they are, it'll be Oklahoma State and Baylor. Uh, but the Oklahoma game is their fourth game of the season, so they could very well win out the rest of the year. They, um, I mean, Deuce Vaughn's a legit Heisman candidate. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a Maxwell Award candidate. I think he, he very well could win the Maxwell Award. You know, all, all those more the Walter Camp, Doak Walker, whatever you want to call it, he's he's legit. Um, and I think their quarterback too, um, Adrian Martinez from Nebraska, is uh, you know, you had a grad transfer now, a guy that knows knows how to play for uh for a team that may be a little undervalued, but still uh still wins games. Um, they don't have too many starters back, um, but I, I do think that uh, they have some some dudes in the uh, you know at their um, you know running their backfield and and their offense that could uh, could make them a a scary team for for Baylor and Oklahoma State at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I think I like Deuce Vaughn a lot. I'm really high on him. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's a sleeper Heisman like you, but I think he is a beast. Um, I also think another surprise team is UVA, Virginia. I think Tony Elliott's a good coach. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he um, does – you know, he was the head coach, or excuse me, he was the offensive coordinator for, you know, Trevor Lawrence and um, DJ Ugalili, who obviously, you know, had a very disappointing season last year. Um, but we'll see how he bounces back. And so it'll be really interesting to see how he does. They got um, a really good quarterback in Brandon Armstrong, who is back. Um, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions last year, just short of 4,500 yards. So, yeah. All right. Interesting. I can uh, – I get that. So then give me your uh, your disappointing team of the season. One, Give me one or two teams that you think is going to disappoint. Um, I could see Texas disappointing again. Oh, you stole mine. <laughs> All right. Okay, go ahead. Tell me why. Um, I just think they are so hyped right now with like, I don't even really know if that's true or if I'm just projecting a little bit. 
but I think with their over under is eight and a half. I think they're going to finish under that. I think they're going to finish seven and six. So just slightly under that. Um, they have a tough schedule. They got Miami. Um, or actually, let's see. They open with an easy opponent before they face um, Alabama in week two. I think they could get smacked by Alabama. I really do. Um, we'll see how if Quinn Ewers is, you know, let's see. I'm very interested to see if Quinn Ewers is more, you know, Spencer Rattler, Tate Martell, or more, you know, Johnny Manziel, um, his college career, obviously, you know, Bryce Young. If he's Johnny Manziel, Bryce Young, they're going to have an in- unbelievable season. If he's, you know, Tate Martell, Spencer Rattler, they're going to win f- four games. Um, I have Alabama, UTSA, who they should beat pretty handily. Um, but then they have a tough Big 12 schedule. They got – they finished with Baylor – they got Kansas State, who we know is one of your surprise teams. Oklahoma State, who returns a lot and, you know, won the Fiesta Bowl last season on New Year's Day. Um, Oklahoma is going to be good again. So I think Texas is going to be a disappointing team this season. Well, yeah, that that's who I was going to say I for all the same reasons. I don't uh, I don't think they rebound, but in a similar fashion, I'll, I'll pick a different team who's not going to rebound. I think it's going to be Clemson. I don't. I'm not too high on Clemson. I think they're good, but to be ranked fourth to me is just a little absurd. I think it's just the the FBS saying, "Oh, well, let's just throw our hands up and rank Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson," because that's what's normal. I don't think Clemson should be ranked that high, and I think that they also, you know, for if if Clemson was gonna pay if Clemson was gonna play Pitt, I would say Clemson could be a five hundred team this year, but I don't think that's gonna be the case. They have enough of a couple of gaps, but like you had said, your trap game was Syracuse. I had chosen Wake Forest for a trap game for them, and that doesn't even mention they got to play Notre Dame, Notre Dame towards the end of the season, Miami, NC State, who's gonna be great with Dennis Leary. That it's. I mean, even the Georgia Tech game in the beginning of the season, I think we'll we'll get an understanding of how Clemson's season is going to be. So, I, I don't see them. I, I don't see them coming out of of their season with less than, I mean, less than two losses, less than even three, and I think to be preseason ranked four is uh, is a bit high. So, I think Clemson will be my. Uh, my disappointing team of the season. When do we, in keeping with that, when do you think we see Cade Klubnik? Because he's super hyped. When does he do the Lely get? I don't, I, I think he comes out this year and he, he could play in 10 games, 11 games, but I don't, I think he averages 50 yards a game, maybe. Wow. You know, three, four passes. He'll, he'll have like four or five touchdowns and he might vulture some at the end, but. I think uh, our, our pal DJ is um, – I think he'll have a great season, but I don't think Clemson as a whole will. 
Okay, we'll see. I don't think he's, you know, I'm with you in that he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to live up to the hype of the three quarterbacks that came before him. I certainly don't think that. I think Kate Klubnick can, but I don't think that DJ Laley can live up to the hype of, you know, Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, you know, we can talk about that later, um, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And so, uh, Amir Heisman finalists for the year. So, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you my four that I think, uh, will, will be there. Um, and then I'll give you a couple that I think could also be there and, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, I think will will absolutely be there. They'll be the two best teams. They'll be the teams playing for the national championship. With that, to Will Anderson, I don't think Will Anderson will win just because. Again, I think the whole thing with the defensive player. I don't. Know, maybe this year is different. I mean, I've heard a bunch of people call him the best football player in college football, best player in college football. So, you know, who knows. And uh, and again, because I'm so high on USC, I think Caleb William, uh, Williams goes there. You know, Lincoln Riley will form the USC offense uh, around Caleb Williams. I think with the just the the level of of play there, um, I think they're going to be be legit. The transfer of uh, of Jordan Addison from Pitt, you had mentioned earlier. Um, just another weapon too. So I think, um, I think Caleb Williams will be there, but uh, I think someone like Dennis Leary from NC state could very well be there. I I was going to pick Sam Hartman from wake forest, but unfortunately he can't uh, participate in the first couple of games. Um, So I think there's a couple of guys, but I I just think with how good CJ Stroud and Bryce young are, um, I, I don't, see either one of them not being there and then yeah it might be a toss-up but I think I I have Bryce Young winning again so I think we'll see uh back-to-back Heisman winner that could be interesting um I think that if unless he I think the voters are going to use every excuse they can to not have a back-to-back winner uh, and so unless he forces their hand and has just an insane season, you know, a 30 and three interception season or something, you know, something crazy like that. I think they're going to do everything they can to um, not vote for him. I think uh, Heisman sleeper that I think is going to be in New York maybe won't win it is Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback at Oklahoma. He was a beast at UCF. Nobody's he can kind of fly under the radar a little bit as much as you kind of can at Oklahoma because of, you know, new head coach, new quarterback, all that kind of stuff. Um, So I think he's, you know, he has his, uh, 
offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby, back at Oklahoma. So I think Dylan Gabriel is going to be in New York. Um, Will Anderson will be there 100%. He could, you know, he's going to have an insane season. I think it's one of those things where it's not a like if, it's a he will. Barring an injury, he will have a crazy season. So what do you think is more likely, that Will Anderson wins the Heisman or that Bryce Young wins back-to-back Heismans? That Bryce Young wins back-to-back Heismans because I don't know why, but they don't like defensive players. I think, you know, man, Diteo should have won it in 2012. You know, he was the best player in college football that year. You know, it was him and Johnny Manziel. And they gave it to the quarterback. Um, I think C.J. Stroud is going to win it. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. Ohio State's going to go, hopefully for my sake, one loss. Hopefully for your sake, one loss as well, with that one loss coming at the end of the season, mine at the beginning of the season. But, you know, I think he's going to win it. So I think my so my top three is Dylan Gabriel, Will Anderson from three to one. is Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback at Oklahoma, Will Anderson, the edge rusher at Alabama, and C.J. Stroud, the quarterback at Ohio State. All right. I took the easy way out, so I uh, <laughs> I uh, appreciate the, uh, the extra couple there. I got you. Now – so give me your uh, your coach of the year finalists. Who's who? Let me let me ask you this: Who do you think's gonna win the uh, the national championship? And do you think they'll be the coach of the year if it's more of a surprise team, or do you think it'll be someone outside of uh, of maybe the final four there, and and maybe like a like you said Tennessee or someone that brings brings a an unrecognized team to a New Year's Six Bowl? Um, I think that a coach of the year finalist, or that the coach of the year, rather, as an award, should recognize a coach that takes a program from very little expectations, if any, and turns them into something. That's why, like, Luke Fickle won it last year. Because, you know, nobody expected um, Cincinnati to do anything. And they made it all the way to the college football playoff. Um, And so I think my national champion is Alabama. And um, but I don't think that they um, play or excuse me. I don't think that Nick Saban even makes the top five because they're expected to do to win the national championship. And so, as I said, you can't show off kind of your like abilities as a, like, I don't think the award is for doing something that you're expected to do. I think it's for doing something that nobody expects you to do and shows off your ability to coach. Um, And so I'll give you my top five very quickly here Um, from five to one. I have Clark Lee, the head coach at Vanderbilt, which, you know, that could turn out very ugly. That could turn out um, to be, uh, you know, 
shot that I am, you know, on ESPN in a few months because of how much of a genius I am. We'll mm. see. They smacked the crap out of Hawaii on Saturday, 63 to 10. It is Hawaii. Okay. It's not like they beat Alabama 63 to 10. That would be, you know, shocking. Um, but they got Elon, Wake Forest, Northern Illinois, and then Alabama. So they should be going into the Alabama game 4 and 0, I would think, especially without Sam Hartman at Wake Forest. So they'll obviously lose to Alabama. I think they're going to finish this. I think six and six is good enough to put them at five at um in fifth place in the coach of the year voting because it's Vanderbilt. At a lot of other places, no. But at Vanderbilt, six and six is good, I think. Okay. Um, and then at number four, I got Lincoln Riley. Um as long there as you they, go. Now, they, now you're speaking my language. As long as they make the Rose Bowl, he's, you know, he has done his job. I think that is the bare minimum for the USC Trojans this year, make the Rose Bowl, which I don't remember if that's one of the college football playoff games this year. If it's not, then that's to make the Rose Bowl. But if it is, it's to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, Jeff Halfley um, is my number three, the head coach at Boston College. I actually think Boston College could be pretty decent this year for once. I think they have a quarterback in that's in Phil Dracovic that's going to go to the NFL after the season. He's probably going to be a first-round pick if he plays well this season. And so another point here really quickly before I continue my list about Jeff Halfley, I think, and I haven't looked at, admittedly I haven't looked at every single schedule around the country, um, for college football at the division one level, but the two easiest schedules in the power five, at least, are Boston College and Michigan. They their toughest Go blue, their toughest games, um, Boston College are Clemson and Notre Dame. They're gonna lose those two. They play in a three week stretch, they play Wake Forest, Yukon, Duke. If they lose even one of those games, what the hell are you doing? I mean, you know, and they. Who, open- who do you think finishes worse this year, UConn or UMass? UMass. <laughs> I'll take UConn. We'll make a side bet for the worst team in the. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes. Let's do it. Kowalski's. Um, and so my. Number two coming in second in a very, very close vote for coach of the year is Marcus Freeman. He got thrown into a tornado last season, last year, at the end of the year when Brian Kelly left. They still had a chance to make the college football playoff. You know, there was 100% a New Year's Six Bowl game coming up. He got thrown into a tornado and he helped himself just tremendously. Um, and so I think if Notre Dame, and I said this, I tweeted this so you can go and find it, that my bold prediction for the season is that Notre Dame wins two out of the three of Ohio State, Clemson, USC, and a New Year's Six Bowl and completely erases the Notre Dame can't win big games stigma. Um, and so I think, 
you know, if Notre Dame wins two out of those three games, they and wins a near six bowl game, I don't see how he isn't in the top two, if not winning it outright. All right. Um, they also got to play BYU. I mean, they have a very tough schedule it is to navigate this season. Um, and then Dan Lanning from Oregon. I think it might be a little um, early for him. You know, he hasn't had his full recruiting class and all that stuff yet, which Marcus Freeman hasn't had either. And Lincoln Riley hasn't had either, even though I would kind of consider Lincoln Riley's transfer um, to be a full recruiting class, his transfer hall to be basically a full recruiting class. Um, but still, with that being said, um, I think that they are playing in a New Year's Six bowl game as well, Oregon. Um, they open with Georgia, of course, on Saturday afternoon, which that'll be a good game. If they can win that game, I think he's automatically in the top five, just, you know, regardless of what they do the rest of the season, because then they don't have a tough schedule the rest of the way. They could very, if they win that game, they could very easily go undefeated the rest of the way. Utah is their toughest game late in the season, and it's in Eugene. So, so speaking of Oregon, I'll give you mine, and uh, no particular order. I think he, this guy might, I don't know if he'll finish first, but I think he'll finish up there depending on the season will be the old Oregon coach, Mario Cristobal, at uh, at Miami. I think Miami could make could very well make a New Year's Six Bowl. They got a they have a really interesting schedule. Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier. They play Texas A and M, which is a funky game, third game of the season. Uh, they play, you know, they're again the ACC is not great, right? But they have Clemson and Pitt to end the season. So I think Miami could have a if they if Miami pulls an upset on Texas A&M and is undefeated by the time they play Clemson and Pitt, uh, that could be a fun, fun back-to-back weekend for, for Miami. Um, I mean, Cristobal played at Miami to won, won two national championships, had decent success at Oregon. So it, uh, it'll be super, super interesting to see, see what he, uh, you know, what he does. Um, so I think, uh, you know, they're, they're paying him, uh, $8 million or something. So hopefully he, uh, he does something special with Miami, um, especially in a year that could be down for the ACC. Uh, I liked your pick with Marcus Freeman. I think it all depends on what Notre Dame ends up doing. Obviously, I think they need to win out for him to win, um, and at least make the national championship game. Which I, I don't think is impossible. Not just playoff game. They need to. I think they. Yeah, they need to make the national championship game. I don't think they need to win, but I think if they make the national championship, I think Marcus Freeman will easily win Coach of the Year. I'm going to give um, you a warning here, Cam, for two seconds. Off the podcast, in you know, or on the podcast, if. If the Notre Dame Fighting Irish went out and make the college football championship game, which means they have to win a college football playoff game, I will be insufferable. 
I'm letting you know that ahead of time. I will be absolutely insufferable. <laughs> I think, well, I think they could. I, I don't, I don't see, man, look, they got to beat Ohio State to start the season off. That's the first test. I mean, if they lose Ohio State, Marcus Freeman can kiss his college football chances or his, his national championship hopes away. But I think if they do beat them and you beat Clemson, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, they they could be ranked two. And, uh, you know, they might get a, an interesting three seed in, I don't know, Texas A&M or someone or, hell, Michigan, Oregon, whoever. So it could be interesting. But my my final pick is Jimbo Fisher. I think A&M's super good this year. They, uh, you know, they got some some tricky games with Miami and Arkansas back-to-back. Obviously, you got Alabama. Ole Miss is good. I mean, you're going to South Carolina. Um, you end with LSU. Who know who? I don't think they're going to be great this year, but it's LSU. You never know. And it's I the hope SEC. LSU sucks. <laughs> see, uh, see Brian Kelly make the wrong decision. But yeah, I think I think A and M could be could be really good this year. Um, and you know, look with all the the talks around the NIL stuff, and I think A and M is uh, could be uh, could be interesting. So, yeah, I would say those are my my top three, but I I like Mario Cristobal as a as a good dark horse. Okay, how beautiful would it be if you're right? Notre Dame makes the college football playoff and the national championship game, and Brian Kelly and LSU suck. How beautiful would that be? That would be for you, Chef's kiss. Outstanding. That would be Chef's kiss right there. I almost said Jim Harbaugh, but uh, I. Uh, I took that away. I don't want any backlash. Okay. Um. And so uh, now, give me your uh, who makes the college football playoff? So I think number one and number two, we probably can both agree on being being Alabama and uh, and Ohio State. I agree. Um. You know, I don't. I don't see either one of them losing. And uh, so give me your, give me your three and, or give me your three and I'll give you my three and I'll give you my four and I'll take your four. Okay. Um, Let's see. I'm going to say my three is Georgia. Um, I am super fascinated by Georgia because they have Stetson Bennett back, but they lost maybe the, best defense in college football history and potentially mm-hmm. you know up there with the best of all time um and so it'll be interesting to see how they do um but so i'm gonna say georgia is my three though okay my three is gonna be usc i've been high on them all all pod and i think usc uh drives themselves in there through uh, what is going to be the best offense in, I, I think, in college football, maybe outside of Ohio State, uh, maybe Georgia, too, or not Georgia, excuse me, Alabama. But I think uh, I'll, I'll take USC in uh, in the in the three spot there. Um, and I think that'll be a super fun game against Ohio State in uh, whatever bowl, bowl that ends up being or whatever it is. 
I looked it up. I looked up the uh, which bowls are which. So the college football playoff this year is the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. So that would be either one of those. I don't know which. It doesn't specify which one is one, four, two, three, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The Rose, the New Year's Day bowls are the, or the, you know, big bowls are the orange, the sugar, the rose, and the cotton. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so then for my four, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. I think Lincoln Riley essentially leads two teams to the college football playoff just because it, I think that is his team at, at Oklahoma, and I think Oklahoma is really good. I think the Big 12 isn't great. I think they roll through. Um, you know, you got to beat a couple teams there in Baylor, Texas, Oklahoma State, but I'll take, uh, I'll take Oklahoma, and as much as I want to say – a USC Oklahoma national championship would be super cool. Uh, I don't see that happening. I think Alabama is going to beat Ohio state for their nth national championship. But uh, I think we'll have an interesting, interesting four there, four different uh, division, uh, four different conferences represented, which I think is how it, it should be. Um, or at least, you know, four different ones. So, yeah, I'll I'll take Oklahoma as my four. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, surprise you here, Cam. I'm gonna say put them up for the U. Miami, uh, right. Van Dyke. Um, if he's not in New York. He's definitely gonna, you know, be up there for quarterback of the year for the Maxwell. Um, and so yeah, I'm gonna say that Miami gets the four spot. I was thinking Michigan, but I don't think if they were not in the Big Ten, then I would say that they would get in, just because they're probably gonna go undefeated or have one loss. But then if they had to turn right around and face Ohio State again in the Big Ten championship game, which they wouldn't because they're on the same side. But um, then how would you decide between Ohio State with one loss and Michigan with one loss? And so I'm just going to say Miami. That's fair. No, I like that pick. Um, helps me out, too, with my coach of the year pick. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know I, I like that pick. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and so we, uh, we got to look if we had more time and I hadn't thought about this right now, we would look at, um, our bowl predictions from last year ahead of the bowl games and seeing how we did and compare them to, you know, our college football playoff predictions this year. But um, uh-huh. we'll see what happens. We'll do uh, we'll do our our fun bowl predictions uh, in uh, when when the time comes. Yes, we'll run uh, through it. Yes, but I appreciate it, my friend. Of course, thank you for making time for me. Always fun, and can't wait to see why I uh, am not on ESPN giving these picks live. <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna. Uh, we should be. Personally, and I'm going to leave this part in, by the way. Um, 
I don't know what connection Jack Harlow has to either Ohio State or Notre Dame. You and I can't sing like him or rap like him. Um, but I think that they should have contacted us and got us a private jet to uh, be on game day as the guest pickers um, for Notre Dame, Ohio State um, this week. That That's great. You can go, um, I think, between those two teams. I, I'd pick Notre Dame, but through the the gaps in my teeth. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, – yeah, I don't know why they chose Jack Harlow. I'm not – is he from – he must be from uh, – No, he's from Louisville, Kentucky. He's from Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a – that is an interesting uh, – Interesting pick. I guess when you're that famous. I guess, but LeBron is going to be doesn't there. doesn't matter. I think LeBron is. Yeah, LeBron would have been a cool pick. And he's, you know, Ohio State fan. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I just saw Youngstown Boys on uh, ESPN Plus about Maurice Claret, and he's going to be there, and so they should have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great doc. It That's is really one. good. I liked it a lot. Um, it's all that Ohio State team got a gift in that national championship game. That's one of the worst calls of all time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, so thanks for coming on, Cam. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Absolutely, my guy. I appreciate you having me. This is uh, it's always mm-hmm. fun. Yes, we'll do this always again fun. uh throughout the season. Maybe you know midpoint of the season or whatever see how uh our picks are looking see if anybody any of our picks look really ugly you know a few weeks into the season Um, i'm sure they will we'll see so uh Mm -hmm. i'll see you buddy awesome thanks dude thank you yeah and so thank you for tuning in this has been empire sports talk with cam floaty my good friend, as I said, we'll do this again soon. Um, it won't be all these months in between Cam coming on the pod, that's for sure. Um, and so thank you for tuning in, everybody.